1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zachary, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on,
0: buddy? You you sound like an auctioneer. I mean, is this is this something is this something that you've learned in the offseason? Did you go to auctioneering college?
1: Yeah, I've been doing the late round podcast and studying uh, running back and wide receiver breakouts, and I've also been going to auctioneering college.
0: I had, and naturally, I think it doesn't, um, FanDuel has a scholarship program. You I do. Um, and by the way, everybody, you, you, you really, I'm I'm sure that everybody who listens to this obviously listens to the late round podcast, but you should definitely listen to the latest one on breakout, uh, running backs because JJ does an amazing job of breaking down the process instead of, instead of dart throws, right? I mean, this is what you're trying to get away from. Yeah. It's just throwing a dart and saying, uh, ah, maybe it'll hit just saying, you know, what what do they have in common? It, it, I think, I think it was an excellent episode.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. I really appreciate that. It was really, uh, when I, when I do shows like that, I really want it to be about the process. I even mentioned it on that podcast. Like I don't want to just sit there and give you guys like, yeah, draft Aaron Jones, or yeah, you know, draft Corey Clement. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. My goal is to give you the process so that you can make decisions for
0: yourself. Exactly. And and you were, yeah, you were saying at the end, you know, like, sure, you can kind of glom on to uh, the sleeper of the week or the sleeper of the month, whatever, whoever it may be in August, um, and kind of go by what a fantasy analyst says, or you can kind of break it down using I think you said four common traits yeah. of 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 breakout running backs and you can evaluate a running back based on based on those four buckets and say and say oh man you know I didn't think of this guy as like a legit late late round running back pick but he he fits three of these descriptions I I should scoop him up Exactly Exactly.
1: But yeah, it's, it's, uh, Lay Round Podcast has been good this off season. What have you been up to the last, I guess, I don't know, what's it been, like a month?
0: I think it has, it has been a month. Well, I've been doing some, some Patreon, uh, uh content for the folks. That's, this is true. Um, you, you can, if you'd like to support the show, it's a patreon.com slash living the stream. And, um, it's on our Twitter page. Uh, so I've been doing some of that. Um, I've also been, um, Delivering hot takes, as yes. as as per usual, um, and uh, fighting off the haters uh, online while never logging off. And there have been many, I'm sure, of late, uh, especially oh especially especially today. Today is the day that
1: we're recording <laughs> this on the day that uh, the Eagles did not go to the White House, and instead there was a ceremony of of just the nation, right? It, it was it just
0: it was just we are usa it was a celebration it was a confirmation that we indeed do live in the united states of america yes uh, and um and uh, uh, according to reporters who were at the white house um this what was supposed to be a super bowl celebration party was populated with people who uh, literally didn't know who the quarterback of the philadelphia eagles was when they won the super bowl yes. last year so this I would say, just speaking from a football fan's point of view, this is suspicious to me. It's
1: it's it's very it's it's pretty interesting. Now we're not going to put our tinfoil hats on here,
0: but but <laughs> it's a pretty suspicious situation that's I've, going on over there. Well, just so everyone knows, I've never taken my tinfoil foil hat off. True, true. Right now,
1: I mean, right now, Denny's wearing an Adidas yeah. T-shirt and uh-huh. a tinfoil
0: hat. It, it remains it remains on at all times. I like to I like to tip the hat to people who I come across (laughs) in public. Um, But uh, it 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 was um, oh, and one of the uh, let's see, one of the Eagles beat reporters was at the White House. He said he came up to a group of people and asked them, uh, "What do you think of the birds? You know, the common parlance for our Eagles in Philadelphia, right?" and they, they he said that they all looked at him, they all gave him this quizzical look, like like what you mean like the birds on that tree over there you know right, like, you know, right. so obviously he said obviously these these were these were not eagles fans it's it's it is um absurd yet very real uh well, <laughs> it is it's it's, it's it's what's happening the it, the it,
1: one the one the one quote today that came from from the white house and look i'm 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 merely reporting facts right here, i'm not even I'm not even giving you a side, all right? But there was there was a report today from the White House saying that the Eagles let their fans down because of all of this. Did yeah, you see that? I did. It, it, like, I, I I hate look. The Eagles did the literal opposite of let their fans down on so many levels this season. If you look at what that team did from a philanthropic standpoint and what they did around their communities, and 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 so, and then obviously what they did on the field it's just it's mind blowing that this this type of yeah of rhetoric is being pushed
0: it, yeah it it, it is it, it's also uh funny to think that fans care about their teams going i mean i'm I'm old enough to remember when teams visiting the White House didn't matter at all yeah right right I, I, didn't I mean, matter the, it, it it wasn't it didn't even register you know what it was you know what it was it would it would appear on the local news station of that city, yeah, right? and then you're like,
1: oh yeah, that's right, that happened today.
0: Yeah, you'd be like, oh yeah, the the Patriots visited George Bush today. What do you know? Um, I, I, you know, no, no one, no one would would think twice. Um, I guess it started. It probably started under Obama. I think when was it? Tom Brady who didn't go. I think that that was that was the first time that I was like, oh, this can be politicized. I didn't I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the- but, there was a, uh,
1: there was another take that I saw where uh okay so LeBron James apparently said that no matter who wins <laughs> who wins who wins the championship they're not going that's no essentially one, what he no, said no one yeah no. like you think a team in the NBA is going to go visit this yeah. this administration you're you're uh you're foolish but uh apparently so so LeBron James says this and then there was an article right before we started recording that I saw retweeted into my timeline saying LeBron, before you start talking about whether you're going to visit the White House or not, why don't you focus on Game Three? Oh no, I just no. can't. Oh my God, they told LeBron James to stick to sports. They did. They did. He always gets. He always is is told to stick to sports. Oh, speaking yeah, of yeah, speaking yeah. of LeBron James, mm-hmm. we have to talk about this. So in Game, it was Game One? Because uh-huh. it was the the, the famous J.R. Smith uh, uh, debacle at the end of that. I mean, that was that I know was about that. that was. Yeah, that was Nick Foles week three in real life is what that J.R. Smith play was. <laughs> so so that so I'm watching the game on my couch and I'm alone. Uh, pregnant wife is up sleeping because that's what they do. And that's <laughs> just what happens. They get fatigued True. when they're pregnant. Um, and so I'm watching the game and I pause the game because I notice that LeBron James is doing this like throw his his hands up in the air oh. screaming at at J.R. Smith. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, this image is is brilliant. Like, yeah. like this, this is gonna be a meme. You know when something's gonna be a meme instantly when you, like when it's that national and, and that big of a game. Like, you know that it's gonna happen.
0: Well, also so, when your when your brain is broken by the internet, then you, yeah, right, exactly. You, you start yeah. to see things through the matrix code. So. Right,
1: right. So I I took a screenshot with my phone on my television mm-hmm. of LeBron James uh, yelling at J.R. Smith. And I tweeted uh, my my caption to the meme was my meme was uh, when your wife changes the thermostat to seventy <laughs> four. She's so good. <laughs> and, then, and then that started to blow up a little bit, and it got like I don't know. It had like four hundred retweets or something like that. But by by the end of it, because like it t- you know tweets tail off. They have like a a shelf life of like twenty four hours before they don't matter anymore. Oh yeah. Unless unless you have like a really really good one. Did you see the one that was going around recently where the guy uh, was like. Just a reminder that your social media uh, applications are, are are always going on your phone, so make sure that you close them. And then he shows a screenshot of like your battery life, you know, and it shows the percentages of each app. And Twitter is at like five percent, Facebook's at like six percent, and then he has like Olive Garden at ninety-seven <laughs> percent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I- it's, it's, it's 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 one of the it's one of the best. It's one of the best tweets that I've ever seen in That's my life. That's
0: so good. Oh my God. People are logged on to Olive Garden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, so anyway, I send that tweet out and I'm not, I'm not trying to take credit for the meme itself. Okay. That, like That is the most important piece to this. I'm not, I don't have the ego to say I started the LeBron James meme because there were millions of people watching that and millions of people took screenshots of their television and, and whatnot. But I noticed that my, the the picture of LeBron that I took was, I mean, it's somewhat specific because it was cropped a certain way and there were lines on my TV that was a certain way. And I noticed that a lot of people started using that image in tweets that they were sending out. And I didn't, I I don't care as much as I was just astounded by the fact that like my phone was the source of that image.
0: I, I, you know what? It's fishy. I I appreciate that you're not mad about it. I would be mad and I I can tell you <clears throat> we're going to get back to the 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 viral nature of your of your picture. And by the way, I love how you casually say I got 400 retweets. I get 400 retweets like once a year <laughs> and it, and it's only when someone flames me on Twitter and and people are <laughs> like ah ha ha. So <clears throat> anyway, um I feel you because during the uh first gop debate in 2016 i took a picture like you did so this is on, like
1: this is like please clap uh time period
0: uh y- y- sort of this is a little before <clears throat> this is when the field was tremendous this was, okay, when was like even 18 bigger 18 okay. candidates okay, right, okay i right. i was actually in the gop field at the time <laughs> right right so i took a picture oh rich was with me rich rebar was at my he was life. also one of the people running in G- he, for he, GOP? he was and despite that i talked to him still and you no know, he was at my house we had just had crabs i think <clears throat> and i took a picture of chris matthews doing a, a pre-game a pre-debate thing and pft commenter was behind him oh okay. and he was holding a sign that said is joe flacco a elite quarterback <laughs> Yeah. okay and it was a big uh, uh, poster board and so i took the picture and i tweeted it and it w- it was going nuts right going nuts 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 and then i see sb nation takes my image and tweets it and gets like 100,000
1: retweets yeah yeah so look look that that's more tilting because that was a very specific situation that you spotted on your television whereas yeah. the lebron james mm-hmm. thing is is not i mean everyone was doing it that's why i didn't really get that upset and the, the other thing denny if i'm being honest uh-huh. i've i've done this to other people like like oh, imagine, yeah. imagine the person who first did the the Christian McCaffrey screaming guy meme. You know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, but but all of those memes were. Uh-huh. I mean, they started somewhere. Like that one image started somewhere. You know. And and if you're that person, you probably are upset every single day that you wake up because you didn't put your freaking Twitter <laughs> handle as a watermark on that meme. Yes.
0: Yes. Um. um uh. But yeah, I saw yours tweeted out by. At least ten large accounts. Okay. Yeah,
1: there were a lot. There were
0: a good bit. I mean, not large adult sons, but large accounts, large Twitter accounts. Big, big. By the way, I, I have to say, everybody, that I have uh, sort of a newfound appreciation for how JJ chooses his shots on Twitter. Um, He, he's very selective. Uh, True. I'll I'll talk to you since you're here. You are. You're very selective, uh, and you, you craft it just right before, before you really go for it. And that you can tell, I can, I can tell, uh, cause you, you unblocked me last year. I can tell <laughs> now that you, um, <clears throat> when you, uh, uh, really are, are going for it all, but it's, it's very calculated and, and, and crafted well and it works. It works at every time. Whereas I mostly just vomit onto my keyboard and hope you know hope that fifteen people hit the like button or something. Right. So, okay.
1: So number one, you're first off. If we're only speaking to today, okay, and the in the national anthem thing, okay, mm-hmm. you had a brilliant Alshon Jeffrey tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was what? What did the? So it was it a, was, it was Alshon script.
0: with his with his hand Alshon with his hand at his ear, like to the crowd, like I can't hear you to the crowd. And I I put in quotes, I can't hear you over this over the sound of my troop hating um and and you know what though that got a lot of, that got a, you know what that got a lot of cowardly likes people didn't want to share it i get it people it like, was me i was one of those people you were a coward
1: i'm like i'm a, a coward no look if you look at my likes it's mostly like i like so the like. remember when likes weren't uh just a reaction to agreeing yeah. or thanking someone like it was, it was more than that. It was because at this point it's like when someone's like, Hey, great podcast or great article or something like that. Like I, I, I tweeting, thank you mm-hmm. is a, is a waste of a tweet, right? Like you don't want to mm-hmm. just like it, it, at times I'll say like, really appreciate that or something like that. But like, if it's like a lot of thanks or something, or like if I'm liking what you're saying, if I, if I favorite, put that little click, that little heart, that means that I'm saying thank you. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. or I am cowardly agreeing
0: because <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I actually don't blame you because your 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 audience is way bigger than mine. And yours is so football centric and they don't want to hear that stuff. And, and so I get it. But the rest of you, the rest of you LTS listeners, I see you. I see you liking the tweets and not sharing them. And, and you're cowards. That's all I'm saying. I
1: the, the two so the there was one Brandon Gadula who uh, who writes for Number you guys should know him by now he's at Gadula thirteen on Twitter <clears throat> there was that one uh, that one conservative voice who's not really a, a legitimate voice that Jacob Wall guy or whatever his name is who <laughs> he's he's more he, he's he's a little bit more extreme than that but uh, he he had that tweet that said the national anthem is my favorite song oh. and I saw it retweeted in my timeline because I don't I follow football accounts on Twitter and. I quote tweeted it and I said, Warren G's Regulate is my favorite song because it's my favorite song. And I thought that's what we were doing here. But, but, <laughs> but, but Brandon, Brandon quote tweeted it and he said, same. The only problem is that I have to pull over to stand during it so road trips take a lot longer than they used to.
0: <laughs> that's a good tweet. That's a good t- – everybody but, should, should follow so Brandon. And Brandon, I, Brandon needs a tweet more, by the
1: way. He does. He definitely does. He's a very funny guy. But the other thing to to your point about the subtleness of like what yeah. I'm trying like like you guys can tell like what I generally feel about a topic. Uh so like today I said hi at P ref for po- pro football reference, PF ref. I said please add a column on player pages to let to let me know how many anthems the player kneeled for. Oh, Thanks. nice. Like but it's subtle, but it's it's also it's 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 still uh, loving on the demographic because everyone likes football. Like that's, those are the kind of like, if I'm going to get political, that's the extreme that I will go to, unless it's like something that I'm super, super passionate
0: about. So yeah, it's not in your face political. Yes. Right. It, it, it's not hyper partisan, you know, a political and that, but it's saying, look, I'm just tweeting about football. If it intersects with what's happening on my timeline, so be it. You know, right. I mean, you, you can, you can definitely claim that defense. And and that that's a that's a really good approach. I I and you have to be careful because you I, I don't even know how many followers you have, but it's a snake pit because everybody's following you for for football whereas yes. I have alienated enough people so that most people are following me for non-football
1: stuff. Yeah, and to to be fair, uh I do DM Denny when I have a a fun <clears throat> political related take that I think that he could tweet, but mm-hmm. I would never tweet And then we just kind of talk about it. So my tweet, actually it's, you're kind of your, our DM is kind of my filter. Like it goes, it goes through the D like the, the, the OG takes go through that filter. And then if they come out or not,
0: that's when I tweet them or not. Yeah. Yeah. I I have, I, I have worked on tweets with, with you, like not, not intentionally, but we'll be, we'll be chatting in, in the DM. And I'm like, Oh shit, that would make a really good tweet. I need to, I need to like, I need to like, you know, clean it up a little bit. And, and then and then do it, yeah. And that's like that's like a workshop. So I don't have to pay my um, my writers that I right? Have exactly in my right. basement, my a team of six writers in my basement. That you know, and I say, hey, you're fired. I've I've already crafted the tweet with JJ. Thank you. Right. So you guys are done now.
1: Uh, all right, Denny. We're gonna answer some questions on Twitter on this podcast uh, because that's what we do during the off season. Let's do it. Uh, this first one is from at generic three. What's the best flavor on a bomb pop? There is only one correct, correct answer. And he says it's white. First of all, I didn't know exactly what a bomb pop. Well, I, I, I didn't know this is what they were called, but it's the, the firework looking popsicle. Oh, apparently they're called bomb
0: pops. Oh yeah. No, what, uh, so yeah. what? So what? So they have the red, white, and blue. Obviously, this is not. It has nothing to do with race, but the white is the best. See, I disagree,
1: I I disagree fully. I I oh. I think. I think. So first off, first off, red flavored anything is is horrific. Like what? Like like red flavored like cherry. I'm not saying like a like a strawberry is fine, but like a cherry is okay. horrific. Mm. Okay. So like cherry. Like if if you want. So short story, but. I once was really sick like 8 years ago and my wife and I we were she was my girlfriend at the time we were driving from Pittsburgh to Raleigh cuz my family lives in Raleigh for Christmas and I was really sick and so she was driving and at one point she stopped and she went to Sheets to get a Gatorade for me and she came back out and she got me mind you we'd been dating for maybe like a year and a half or 2 years at this point and she she got me a red Gatorade Mm, okay terrible and and i hadn't been saying a word all day because i was so sick because i was like throwing up the day before and i just i looked at her and i was like you got me the red gatorade like she's only she's only trying <laughs> she's only trying to help me but she got me the red because red is atrocious yellow first of all yellow gatorade is the best is the best gatorade
0: you're disgusting this is horrifying
1: yellow yellow gatorade's the best but the best flavor on a bomb pop is blue is, oh. the, is the blueberry and like it's like a it's like a yeah.
0: a, a slushy at the
1: at the movie theater or something? It's all you got to go blue.
0: You know, God, you're you're right. I but it, so the white is a lemon, right? Is a lemony? Taste. Yeah, and
1: that's. I, I also think that as you age, you like that flavor more.
0: Yeah, so you're calling me old. I'm
1: not calling you old. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean that if you were to ask J.J., you know, like like uh, vomiting M Ms on the ground, J.J., <laughs> you know 20 years ago if he liked the the lemon part of that he would say well yes because i'm chubby but no because it, it tastes bad
0: <laughs> so I, I i i'm still siding with white uh, maybe the only time i'll ever do that but it, but blue is right uh blue is right there yeah you're right blue blue is blue is it
1: uh next one is at skinny elvis how many times per week do you think jason wouldn't his lawn now that he is retired we haven't even talked
0: about Jason Winton's retirement. You know, I was a, wait. I had a oh, I had a Patreon post about Dad running, and I mentioned him. But no, we did not talk about it, right?
1: It's. I mean, it's it's sad, but it's great because he can he can fully live the dad life now. He
0: can. He, he and I. I would guess that he just wakes up every morning, and cuts his grass, even if it doesn't eat cut. You know, just. It's like it's like someone who like wants to keep their hair as short as possible. They'll shave their head every day, even though yeah. it probably doesn't need it. You know, it's like yeah, probably like that. Okay, by the way, can I can I get your thoughts real quick? And and I I'm sure the people will will like this as well. Can I get your thoughts on, on Rico Gathers now that Whitten is is retired?
1: Yeah, I mean he's athletic. He's like one of those. I mean he's the typical the typical like. Like I'm a super freak athlete, tight end. There's no one. There's no one in that offense, obviously, that can really play that position consistently. The problem is, all reports so far have said that he's like not learning the game well. Oh, so I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have him stashed on a bunch of dynasty teams, so hopefully he's something. But I'm not super optimistic. He's
0: two eighty five. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah I mean, a- <laughs> he's a freak. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I remember he in preseason. I know I get it, but but <laughs> when when he caught a couple preseason touchdowns, it was hilarious because defenders had no chance. They what do you do? What do you do? You're going to climb up his shoulder pads and, and 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 defend it? He he was just a, towering over everybody. Yeah, you just have to hope that someday we
1: see tweets that say people forget that Rico Gatherers played basketball.
0: Yeah, oh, please. That's, that's what we. My that's, what,
1: that's, that's when you know that they made it because there's even, even those tweets happening.
0: Yeah, uh, my best ball teams need him to be a thing. So, yeah, I'm hoping.
1: Next one says, is from at W Michael McNair. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? This is kind of a deep question.
0: Good lord.
1: Physically, physically we can go physically and emotionally here. Okay, okay. <laughs> physically, I have way too big of a head.
0: I was going to say that one, but, um, uh, for me, no, (laughs) no, for me, (laughs) I have a huge head. I have a a giant dome too. Um, oh, you know what I would, you know what I would like? I would like to have, uh, much, uh, less, uh, my facial hair is too coarse. Okay. Too coarse and thick. And I would like, uh, uh, much more like a baby face type facial hair situation going on. Interesting. Interesting. Um,
1: emotionally, I think that I would change, I would like to change general anxiety
0: about things, but that's a, that, that's yeah. I mean, I, I could, I could sign up, I could sign up for that one. I, I would also say, I guess for, for me on, on the, are we talking about emotional, mental uh... either,
1: either, like for me, the, the anxiety thing is like, uh, it's about things that I shouldn't. Be anxious about yeah. it's like it's like it's like calling to order food and stuff at like it's the stupid things that like right, right. I wish that I wish that stuff didn't exist.
0: So uh, mine uh, would be would be finishing things that I start in, in in like like in a strong way like I yeah I, I tend I tend to uh, kind of peter out with projects and other things that in my work life and in my personal life I sort of like kind of get to the end and stop, stop trying so hard, you know? And yeah. Even, even in sports, I was that way. Like I, like I, I would play tennis with my dad and get up on him big and then kind of like take the next few points off when, yeah. when, it, when it came down to crunch time. So to be a better finisher.
1: Nice. I dig it. We got super serious there. Let's that, go to the next question. It's a serious question. No, it is. Look, we we're we're humans too. And we're going to, we're going to answer these like humans. Next one is at Ike Plemons. It might be Ike P. Oh, actually, it's Ike Plemons. I was correct. That's Serious it. question: What insights has fantasy football stats analysis given you in other fields/slash interests aside from probability that Denny's wife leaves him? One hundred percent. Thanks for a great show. So, so has has doing has doing <laughs> this stuff changed the way that you approach other things in your life? Whether like the the immediate answer for me. Um, growing up, like in high school, mm-hmm. my buddies used to always get together and we'd play poker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, for whatever reason, I never got like really into poker. But I would always like hang out with them and like deal or whatever, just because I just want to hang out. Um, but I've gotten just doing this. I, I understand it, and I'm a lot better at it now. But that's that's like a very one to one thing.
0: Well, sort of, but but it de- definitely. Well, poker helped me play better fantasy football
1: right the literal I, opposite is happening for
0: it, it, yeah and so that there's that there's that sort of natural connection um i think uh one thing is uh since fantasy football is a game and i think we forget that sometimes um it it sort of uh pushed me to find to to believe that there are optimal strategies in all games uh, uh w- whether it's uh monopoly or or another board game or a card game and so if i'm really really into or like blackjack if i'm if i get really into a game i then kind of use the same processes that, that i do in fantasy to say what is the best way to attack this game like yeah. like what do experts say like mathematically works more like getting getting into the probability rather than like the gut feel of of playing monopoly, say just to stick with that one so instead of instead of saying like i 'm gonna i'm gonna try to do this this time, and then if that doesn 't work i 'll try another one, another strategy and and so on and so forth to actually like like get ahead of the curve and go into the game, knowing optimal ways to play it, I think that that's helped
1: yeah for sure for sure i I, I think that just be trying to be as process oriented and as efficient as possible Mm -hmm. with everything. So like what kind of got me going down this path in terms of just doing this for a living. I read that Tim Ferriss four hour work week when it was popular, like way back. And, uh, it, it allowed me to like, think of my, my day job differently. And I found Mm -hmm. inefficiencies within my day job to then say, do a 40 hour a week job in 20 hours and then have 20 hours during the day job to do fantasy football content. And so my life now, like to the point of when I know that I'm going to like go on my elliptical in my office for 45 minutes or something, I, it, it, but I don't want to go upstairs again. I'll plan ahead and bring clothes that I need downstairs before, like three hours before I actually have to get on the elliptical because I'm just trying to be efficient with my time.
0: That's, that's, that's hyper efficient.
1: That's it. But like those small things I feel like can, can, can make differences whenever, cause I, I think sure. that they build up and they make you just think about everything differently.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, also, um, fantasy football has helped me with, uh, the art of screaming at the computer, screaming obscenities. True. At, at the computer True. Very good point. Very and good and point. cursing it to hell. And that's, that's also been
1: very, very good point. This next one is from at Michugana. best fantasy football team name to own the libs.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I I I'm sorry I didn't see this one beforehand. Um I think I think anything that's like a play on words for like like liberals favorite things in politics, you know, like like you could make fun of uh, you know, whether it's a politician, a recent president or a recent presidential candidate perhaps, you know. Yes. I don't know. Um also um um uh, trying to think uh of of like of like anything that where where you can like poke fun at liberals favorite like comedians or um you know actors uh movies liberals love Harry Potter you can make fun of that <laughs> you can make fun of that pretty easily i mean politics is Harry Potter to like 70% of people on, That's true. on on twitter and it's it's horrible but um uh so that you know that just to get you on your way
1: Yes. Yes. This next one's from at Katie banks. Zero one. I'm at the beach this week with my wife and guild, but he meant to say kid. I think fell downstairs on my back the first day. Now I'm suffering through every bit of this trip without complaining. uh, Though I'm in lots of pain, making me a hero. What's your most heroic effort?
0: I'm sorry to hear that. First of all,
1: that's why I mean, look, we had to put Kevin on on the pod because that's, um, that's horrendous. It sounds like a horrible vacation like, like just terrible. My, yeah. my, my look. So my junior year of college, my, I had appendicitis. Did I ever talk about this? And uh,
0: yeah, maybe to me though, not on the show.
1: And I got my appendix removed. Okay. Maybe I did talk about it on the show. And for like, for like a good 72 hours, I thought it was just gas. And so I just sat in my, in my living room, like feeling sick like eating a ton because I thought that I could just pass some gas, and all of my friends are just like laughing at me and making fun of me. And then I had surgery seventy two hours later. That's that was my, my that was my personal heroic effort. The, you, so, the, the, but it was for the, my it was for
0: myself and no one else. The heroic 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 effort there was trying to
1: fart. That's right. That's what I'm saying is that I'm I I was a hero amongst all of you who
0: can't pass gas. I have a good one. I have a good one. I just thought of it. Okay, <clears throat> so I was 19, um, and it was late October, and I had, uh, back then, I used to arrange uh, trips with all my friends to um, to a big haunted house we have here in rural Maryland, in, in, in the western part of, of Maryland. Um, actually, it's not western Maryland, but it's way outside of our area. It's called Markoff's Haunted Forest, right? So it was Markov's day, big day, big day, um, as the president would say. And I, uh, (laughs) I went, I went golfing, I went golfing that morning. I played nine holes. Okay. And, and I, I developed this headache that I can only describe as a migraine. I've never had a migraine before or since, I don't believe, but it was, it was crippling. I mean, I, I, I feel for people who struggle, uh, they're the worst. Yeah. You've had them, right?
1: Yeah, I grew up. I I had them growing up like crazy.
0: Yeah, dude, I, the, it's no joke. It puts you on your ass. And I, um, I got home and I like struggled to my bedroom. I I took some headache medication or whatever. I flopped down on my bed. I fell asleep for hours, and I woke up and I was I was nauseous. Right, so I throw up. I still have this headache, but I was not missing a ha- haunted house night. So. I I still picked up my friends. I still went there. I was feeling sick and like dazed, and I but but I got through it, and I was miserable the whole time. But I did not miss haunted. So Health. you were
1: so you were a hero for your friends, whereas I was a hero for myself. So you're the better person.
0: Well, it was it was mostly for myself. I I could not I could not deal at 19. I couldn't deal with the prospect of missing Markov's haunted forest. Now at 34, <laughs> you'd have to. Uh, drag me there by my feet because, uh, um, it's full of 16 year olds. Um, the next time I go, my kid will be 16, but back then it was a big deal.
1: This next one is from at Eric Belair. He says, choose one drink only IPAs or only back into parking spaces for the rest of your life. Okay. Look guys, I like IP. I actually like IPAs. Like I don't, I don't, I, I, why, why is this is, this is a two person show. Okay. Denny does not like IPAs. I actually prefer IPAs. I like IPAs, and I know that it's crazy because you only hear Denny spouting out against <laughs> IPAs and how they're the
0: devil, but I don't think that they're the devil. So, wait, you prefer IPAs?
1: I mean, like, it depends what kind of drinking I'm doing, but yeah, if I go to a brewery, I'm getting an IPA.
0: Wow. I have to reassess my role on this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um... But parking seen, in you, a... Like, that, like, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's because when we're hanging out, I'm usually binge drinking.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I have made the mistake of, of binging IPAs and it was the worst hangover ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. No. It's not good. Um, but yeah, I don't know why, I don't know why people back into parking spaces. And, and the worst part is when they do it and they, they just miss the lines completely. Like, come on, like if you're going to do this, at least do it somewhat right.
0: Look, I I'm actually fine. I know that I rant and rave about it all the time on Twitter, but I'm fine. If you want to back in and you know what you're doing, okay? If you if you can hit it in reverse, get get in that spot in one shot, you know, more power to you. But if you're going to sit there and look over your shoulder 11 times and then and then come back out and go back in. You're you're being ridiculous. You're a terrible driver. Pull in front in, in front ways and be done with it. Uh, so to answer your question, I would definitely back in for the rest of my life Easily. instead of instead of drinking IPAs.
1: Easily. All right, Denny. This next question is a screenshot from at D J K J N R Daniel J Kitchen. And it's it's a tweet that he sent to both of us on April 9th, 2018. It says, In the Netflix draft, where series like Black Mirror are locked first-rounders, which series is your late-round value pick and which series are you higher on than anyone else? It's tough because Netflix shows are super specific, right? Because yeah. you, you you only have, like, a particular... Like, I don't know how many Netflix shows I've actually consumed. There's, like house of cards that's netflix right uh there's stranger things is netflix uh by, by the way i watched 13 reasons why season two. Oh, um it's that show is something i i heard yeah i mean uh i know tom was in season one he, tom had a tom had a bigger role in season two so it was good to see tom on 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 my television i actually memed him and sent him a tweet or a text rather with the with his meme, but I'll, I'll keep that between us because I don't want that to be out on the internet. Yeah. Don't do that. It's just uh, going to be, it's just going to be my, my team uh, logo for the, for the LTS
0: league this season. That's funny. I'm trying to log into Netflix right now. Okay. I'm I'm trying to see like some Un- stuff.
1: unbreakable. Kimmy Schmidt was pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Oh, here's it here. Master of none is one of my favorite shows that they did.
0: Yeah. I, 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 you know what about master of none? I, really appreciated that that show took chances, took a lot of chances where other shows can be very safe. And obviously they, they said, screw it. We're being weird with yeah. the format, with the narrative, with the way it's filmed. And, you know, does all of it work? I don't know. I don't think so, but, but does most of it hit? I think it does. And it's, and it's excellent. Um, I mean, mostly um, you'll see on my Netflix uh, queue uh, that I just mostly watch the following shows, twin peaks, <laughs> obviously, um, parks and rec, okay. uh, cheers. I've been watching cheers like a maniac. You know what I've been
1: watching recently that I hadn't watched before, but my wife has is new girl. Very funny show.
0: Oh yeah. actually, never...
1: actually a pretty funny show.
0: Um, I watch, I, I, wa- I watch, I Port- watch Portlandia and, uh, dear white people, which is pretty good. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to see what else. Um, but, but, oh, so, so, okay. I want to say something about cheers real quick. Okay. I and, know nothing about cheers. Uh, so these, the guys, you know, Norm, Norm and the guys, Norm is the, is the larger dude who sits at the corner right. of the bar. Okay. Yeah. These guys who are in the bar at nine and 10 in the morning, guzzling beer, No one ever approaches them about their alcoholism. (laughs) I mean, someone needs to talk to them. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. You're here until closing, uh, 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 until closing, right. Until last call. And then you're here at 9am drinking norm, man, you gotta, I love you, but you have to stop. This is getting out of control, but apparently everything's fine. Um, you know, for for him, no one really cares.
1: Speaking of things that are just kind of unspoken on on shows and, and they don't talk about, The Office has like an absurd amount of adultery in it. It does like an absurd amount. Like like like, it's not good actually. Like it's not how it's we don't like. Why is this happening so much? And you don't. It's just that they they space it out enough where you don't really think about it. But then you, you're just like, whoa! There's like ten different relationships where someone cheated on their spouse. <laughs>
0: It's almost too much. It almost feels like a fallback, but I love. I I will never betray the office. Yeah, no,
1: I agree. I agree. It's such a good show. It's very funny. We can't. Um, we can't betray the
0: office. I, I, I have to say, Eyes Wide Shut is on my queue, and I can't watch that anymore. It messes me up. Do you know what this is about?
1: I I know. I've heard of it, okay. but I've never watched it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a Stanley Kubrick movie from the late '90s with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and it is. I, f- I just find it. I mean, it's not a particularly great movie. I don't I don't think unless I'm. Well, I watched it. You know what? I watched Eyes Wide Shut in my sexuality and film course, which was in my junior year of college. Can I tell you how that course started?
1: Yeah, was that the weirdest course that you took in college?
0: Super weird. So the professor walks in. He's he's a, a, a he's a black man in his 80s, and he walks up to the chalkboard without saying a word right Mm -hmm. he takes the piece of chalk but this sounds like a movie it it, no it and it just wait he takes a piece of chalk and scrawls across the board f u c k (laughs) and he turns around and looks at all of us like scans the the lecture hall and he goes if you're uncomfortable with this word then get out Oh my gosh! And two girls stood up and were like, "Oh!" and like huffed, huffed and puffed while they walked out. My God, he's like, someone
1: who backs in those parking spaces like, for sure.
0: The greatest course ever,
1: man. <laughs> pretty good, man. That's that is that's crazy. That that actually sounds like like a television show or a movie script.
0: Yeah, I mean, we ended up watching like four hour French pornos from 1970. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> I, can't I mean, even and it wasn't, it wasn't cool at all. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh yeah, no, it was like, this is, <laughs> it this not like. It wasn't
1: like, oh yeah.
0: No. It, was, it wasn't oh, like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, it was like, oh, oh. It, no, no one was saying, oh yeah, no one, it was, it, it was the opposite of, of, uh, um, of being, of being turned on. It was, it was a total turn off. It was, it was like a, it was like a nightmare, but I learned a <laughs> lot, I have to say.
1: This next one is from at chiller monster seven is Chris Carson dead or is Rashad Penny overrated? Um, I feel like Chris Carson is dead (laughs) there. Look, there's, I, I understand that. I don't actually, I don't actually think, I think that he's alive and breathing, but they're not going out and drafting a running back in the first round to play Chris Carson.
0: I mean, they're at the Seahawks are as committed to playing 1990s football as the Raiders are.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. The, I I sent out that one tweet. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. It's stupid. Uh, it, it puts me on tilt too much. Never mind. We're skipping over that thought. Uh, Chiller Monster also says that he wants to hear late round QB praise the amazing hashtag all caps on the official radio program. Look, <laughs> Denny, you know that I'm a big Penguins fan. You know that, that Penguins fans and the Penguins in general hate the Capitals. And you know the Capitals beat the Penguins this year. Had the Penguins, let me say this. Had the Penguins not done what they just did over the last two years, I would be on on the brink of of never going on Twitter again. Right. But I legitimately don't care. Like I I how can I care? You have two cups, man. They won two cups, two two straight back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Look, it's great. Washington fans get to celebrate something for once. Yeah. Uh,
0: For once. For once, every, literally, every literally for once, every team, and, and and you know, all the fans here are transplants. All of them. Yeah. No one, no one's an actual Caps fan. Don't at me, you Caps fans. Don't at Woo. me. But my all, you, I, 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 you know what? I will say, I know one hardcore Caps fan. My brother-in-law Patrick loves, loves, loves Caps. He's been a Caps fan since he was a kid. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Very happy for him. But these bandwagoners, you can, you can go. You can leave. Yeah, I feel you.
1: I feel you. Know, you know what's interesting is that the number three television market uh, in this Stanley Cup final is the Penguins or is Pittsburgh rather behind Washington and Vegas.
0: People are watching in Vegas. They care. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't think any. I didn't think Vegas teams would do well. No, I mean, no one. It's actually
1: no. they, they. They've done. They've done fairly well. But I also think that it's one of those things where it's it's new, and then they just happen to be really good, and then. Uh, it's the only, you know, it's the only, only team there. Only professional team there. I, I saw Bryce Harper wearing a golden, yeah. Knights uh, a Jersey to own the libs. He did. He totally, he totally was just owning the libs while oh wearing that. Oh my there. God. Uh, this next question is from at Riddler PGH, maybe from Pittsburgh. Uh, what's the most innocuous thing that you can think of that puts you on tilt for me, it's when someone says, bless you when I sneeze, mega tilt for multiple sneezes with a bless you after each one. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talked about that on the show before, about about the amount of bless yous. It's one bless you, and then you're done. You don't have to keep going, bless you, bless you, bless you, especially if someone's a serial sneezer. That's just the worst.
0: Yeah, I, I've told people, people who sneeze a lot, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'll say bless you once, but that's my limit. And if you're going to be ridiculous and keep going and going, you're going to have to get bless yous from someone else. Yeah, something small that puts my look
1: mine is always going to be something that surrounds road rage in some way Mm. because i feel like that's something small and insignificant that you're just going to be put on tilt like nothing annoys me more i talked about this before too when you're trying to make a right or a left out of somewhere and the person's coming coming towards you Okay, and they're in the right lane that you mm-hmm. would uh, that you would be turning into and they don't put on their turn signal to let you know that they're turning. So oh. you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and then all of a sudden they turn and you're like cool turn like I I my my go-to phrase is cool turn signal bro. Like it's it's it comes out of my mouth but I'm screaming it. Uh, while right. I'm trying to make a right onto this road.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you say it so loudly that the glass shakes in your car. Right,
1: right. The bro, like it's, it's, it's yeah. bad. It's bad.
0: I mean, I, I, I probably would say something unspeakable, uh, uh, something that would guarantee my spot in hell forever. Yeah. Because um, uh, that is that is annoying. Um, I mean, as far as road stuff goes, I think one, one thing that's really frustrating is when you're in the left lane, uh, say on the beltway, on okay. the, uh, Washington Beltway. And you know, car's doing 60 miles an hour in the left lane. You say, well, screw this. And you, you go around and you, and you, and you're not being a jerk. You just, you just scoot, scoot around. You're doing 70. And as soon as you get in front of that car, that yeah. car says, Oh hell no. Yeah. Oh, Oh no, 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 no. I, this lib will not be owned. Yes. And that car is on your ass within two seconds. And you, and suddenly you're doing 85 and they're doing 85 and you're like. Where was this? Where was this one minute ago? Right. All of,
1: all of a sudden it's Fast and the Furious five and, and it has, or maybe 19. I don't know how many they've done now, but the, the, it's insane. You're right. It's, it's crazy. Nothing, nothing is worse than when you're, especially when you're on a road trip and you're on cruise control and you're in the left lane. Cause you're just going by people. Cause you're a little bit over the speed limit. And then all of a sudden you hit someone who's going the speed limit in the left lane. Yeah. Not nothing more tilting. It,
0: it, yeah, it's 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 infuriating, and, and and so people. I think what it is is people feel comfortable going eighty, eighty-five in left lane if they have cover. Yeah. You know, if they don't have cover, then they're doing sixty. Yes. Yes.
1: Next question at Joe Son of Joe. What's a realistic projection for Babytron this year? A wide receiver three, low end two. If things break right. Um, I think, look, I think that he can capture like 15 to 16% of that team's, the, the, the lions targets and there's upside if he progresses, which I think he should. Um, and if something were to happen to like Marvin Jones or something like he, he's good. We know that he's good. I I'm, I'm confident that he's a, a talented player. It's just that he's number three in the pecking order. Can, can we remind LTS listeners
0: who baby Tron is?
1: Oh yeah. It's Kenny Galladay. Kenny, Kenny Galladay is baby Tron. Yeah. 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 Uh, next one, at Stot 99 what are your thoughts on trading draft picks in a 10-team standard league? Um,
0: my,
1: my, my take on trading picks is that you shouldn't do it in leagues with inexperienced owners because mm-hmm. either they're going to be afraid to do it and then it's just not even a reason to have that rule in place or uh, they're going to make really bad deals and yeah. that just kind of ruins the competitive nature of the league. That's my take on it. Uh,
0: So, wait, uh, just redraft, just seasonal? I
1: would assume so. Yeah, just like a regular season-long league where you're trading picks for (laughs) keepers, or if you're just trading picks in general, like you know the the four your your fourth rounder for a fifth rounder and a I don't know seventh
0: rounder, whatever. Right. However it looks. I mean, I I'm all for it. If if but everybody has to be into it. it. You can't do it just because two or three players can rip off the rest of the league. That's no fun. Right.
1: Uh, This next question is from at Scott math Four. how many pillows do you require to sleep at night? My wife says I use too many.
0: I go with one very thin pillow.
1: Wow. Wow. You and I, you and I are, I'm like, I'm like sitting upright.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I, 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 uh, I go with one. I want to be as flat as possible. Sometimes I wake up and I'm just on the mattress. I don't have a pillow under me. Are you a side sleeper, a belly sleeper, or a back sleeper? A belly. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Is that, what, what are you?
1: I fall asleep on the side with, and I usually have one hand underneath one of the pillows and then it's under my head. Mm. And then I'll often roll over onto my back oh. like so you're... like as I fall asleep.
0: So you're a maniac.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, so that... that that basically describes and, and is the description of a maniac.
0: I guess. No, no. You know, uh, my wife, when she was with me, used to do the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> they, but yeah, I, for some reason, I just love, I love being just as flat as possible. My pillow, by the way, is horrendous. Uh, 90%, 95% of people would completely reject my pillow. I've had it since I was a teenager. I will never give it up. Wow. Do you have neck issues? I have no neck issues. Oh, that's good. I that's I, just, I just I don't love I don't I don't know how y'all do it. You're you're all jacked up on the I mean, you're probably
1: right. It's probably why I sometimes wake up with a stiff neck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I on vacation sometimes I I have to I have to deal with the the ridiculously large pillows, but uh but I get through it because it's a first-world problem and I've I've powered through those before. I feel you.
1: This next one is from at @CWUNCP Who's the new dad run king of the tight end position now that Witten is
0: gone? I mean, we've lost Tony Gonzalez. We've lost Jay- Jason Witten. We've lost Antonio Gates. Yeah. I I think it could be Jack Doyle. Um, What about that dude from that backup Nick- tight end from Buffalo?
1: N- Nick O'Leary. P. Hans O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> the return of P. Hans O'Leary, ladies and gents. <laughs>
0: Isn't he Jack Nicholas's grandson?
1: Yeah, it's something crazy like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I he's that guy runs like a damn dad. Um,
1: yeah, well, it looks it's so exaggerated because he's not wearing gloves, right? Right. Like it, it actually looks like he just like he came in from his backyard and he just he's playing football now.
0: I was I'm trying to think of old tight ends. Ben Watson doesn't really run like a dad though.
1: No. No, I think I think P. Hanzo Leary is a good one, just just in general. But if you're looking at starters, I would say Jack Doyle is a good one. Yeah,
0: you know who is a who will be maybe the greatest dad runner of all time within three or four years. Julius Thomas. Oh my God, he he is such a dad. Remember that? Remember the
1: his effort last year against the Saints yeah. in London. Oh my God, what a. <laughs> What
0: an atro! He is so bad. I mean, he he, you know, he got by for a while because he had great quarterback play. But he's <laughs> that guy. That guy is going to be dad running like a like a fiend in in three years. Trust he, me. He he runs around like he's wearing a body cast. Yeah. Why does he do that?
1: I don't know. He's not like anyone. Like you can't sell me on Julius Thomas ever again. I'm I'm so I I never do this with players, but Julius Thomas is completely dead to me.
0: There's I I'm sorry I actually don't know who he plays for right now.
1: I can't even remember right now either. Is he on a team?
0: It's possible that he's not. I mean, no, no, he
1: is a free agent. He's a free agent.
0: Okay, so so he's gonna be picked up by somebody like in the preseason or something. But geez, man, yeah, yeah, he he runs like Dan Marino, circa nineteen
1: ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, this next one is from at underscore the real Bernie underscore rank the dadness of tucking in a polo shirt with khakis.
0: Oh, that's pretty dad, daddy. Do you, uh, do you tuck in your shirts? Um, I mean, if I'm wearing a dress shirt, yeah, that's
1: yeah. Right. Like, okay. I mean, okay. Let me say, let me say, yeah. Okay. I get it with the, the, a polo shirt with khakis You're only wearing khakis. Every time I say that, I think I'm saying car keys, like in a Boston accent. But you're, (laughs) you're only wearing khakis when you're like either going to work or like church or something or a nice dinner. Right. And in those cases, would you not be tucking in your shirt? Like, I'm actually more interested to see when someone's wearing khakis and a polo and not tucking in the polo.
0: Yeah. I mean, you probably look like a slob. I I, I don't wear khakis. I don't even have a pair of khakis. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah. I don't really, I mean, I work from home and I dress up once a year, so I I don't, I I own a pair, but I never wear them.
0: I have, you know what I would wear if I was going to like a nice dinner, I would wear my very nice jeans that my wife made me get last year. Uh, That's what I would wear.
1: With a blazer probably.
0: Yeah. With a blazer and like either a nice t-shirt on or a button down underneath. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely team button down, and with because with button downs you can get away with not tucking that in.
0: Yeah, I just you know unless unless you're um, you know unless you're playing golf uh, or at the Charlottesville rally, you don't need to you don't you don't, <laughs> don't need to wear the, the khaki and the, <laughs> the thing tucked in.
1: You know? Oh man, next question just happens to be from at Ben Schwabowski. I think I got that right uh what's the most embarrassing piece of clothing you've ever worn this is easy for me it's it's the living the stream t-shirt
0: yeah you get so many looks and questions yeah
1: yeah they're like what the hell is that thing
0: um (laughs) i i wore um let's see the most embarrassing t-shirt or just Just thing piece of clothing oh my god you know what um I once wore a neon yellow mock turtleneck.
1: <laughs> Someone needs to Photoshop this,
0: please. It, 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 I wore it to school. We, we wore How uniforms. old were you? I was, I was 16. <laughs> and so this was, let me tell you, this was my attempt to, to rage against the machine at my private school. Hmm. Right? And we had, we had uniforms, but we were allowed to wear undershirts. So I wanted to test the limits of this dress code loophole gotcha. so i wore a, a a highlighter yellow mock turtleneck underneath my green Montrose christian shirt and wow. boy oh boy was i the talk of the hallway let me tell you <laughs> I, bet, I bet i need someone to photoshop that though and then and then the vice principal told me to take it off or i would be suspended so i said yeah uh the man gets you every time but that's, know, right. That's, that's right that's like, yeah, you 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 better you better stand
1: for that national anthem. Yeah, I <laughs> they made you know they made guys cut their hair if it got too long. Wow, to high school, yeah. Wow, I'm glad that I went to a public school because uh, my hair was out of control in high school. No, it wasn't at all. <laughs> Next one is the last one. Actually, is from at Diego twenty four fps. This question is like is like Inception. It's just it, it's it's like there's so many <laughs> layers to this thing. If you try to flush while peeing, but mistime it and end up peeing through the flush cycle, oh. are you required to flush again when you're, when you're, when you're real done, when you're really done? I'm assuming that's what that means. Yes. But who are you flushing mid pee? Who flushes mid pee? What is I've the done, I've what done is
0: this. The, I've done this.
1: What is the point of flushing mid pee?
0: You know, you're trying to time it perfectly. Okay,
1: okay. If you're timing it that poorly, you need to get your prostate checked.
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're but right. But, but, but you think – you well, no, 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 no. Because maybe you're not familiar with the toilet. I'm with Diego here. Maybe you're not familiar with the toilet. You're not familiar with the, the speed of the flush. And so therefore your timing is off and you think, oh, I have time. But then it's a quick flush and you're like, oh, shit, I don't have time. Okay. I don't have time. The only time
1: I could understand this is if you're like at a restaurant or something. And for whatever reason, they have an airplane toilet in their bathroom that just sucks it out instantly. <laughs> Otherwise, right. what is the, the, the delta between a normal toilet and a toilet that takes a long time or in toilet a toilet? takes It's like less than a second.
0: I cannot believe you just said the delta between a, a toilet <laughs> and a toilet. This is unbelievable.
1: It's like it's. By the way, everyone, my my face is fading on the on the video because I, it's. It, we started and it was light outside, and now it's not light. It's outside. not
0: even floating head, JJ.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 just my forehead just sitting here. Um, but no, this is this is such a ridiculous thing. No one who is going to the bathroom and flushing
0: before they're finished you know who people who like to live on the edge jj this is the most (laughs) ridiculous thing i've ever heard that's who i like to live on the edge i will occasionally test the limits and now i will get my prostate checked it's as simple as that apparently
1: there are two people in the world one one of those people flushes the toilet when they're done peeing because they're normal and the other the other person flushes before they're finished
0: because they're a maniac yeah
1: because they're maniacs all right denny that's the last question why don't you let everyone know where they can find you
0: yeah, you can find the good tweets at CD Carter thirteen, which is JJ's uh burner account. And um <laughs> also um uh for dynasty folks, you can uh if you're if your draft is coming up, you can visit draftdayconsultants.com. Nice. Uh I
1: am found on Twitter at late round qb. I've got a lot of stuff cooking right now. The one thing that I'm super, super amped about, Denny is I'm, I've been working on this giant Superflex strategy article uh, that I'll turn into a podcast as well. But it goes through... I started off by talking through concepts for uh, why you draft a quarterback late in single quarterback leagues and then kind of go from there and say, why is this all changed with Superflex leagues? And it allows you to kind of see when you should draft quarterbacks in Superflex leagues uh, and, and why that's the case. So I'm really excited for um that article to drop hopefully end of this week maybe early next week uh and then i also have my podcast the other one the late round podcast sweet
0: all right well we 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 will do this uh soon and then we will resume regular lts episodes probably in like late july
1: yeah around baby time
0: oh oh right Jeez, yeah well that, that'll be easy then
1: yeah it'll be great it'll be a very look this 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 uh july and august is going to be super super easy for me oh man uh,
0: okay i'm i'm already stressed out for you all
1: right guys <laughs> thanks for listening and we will catch you next time
0: thank you for listening to live in the stream we hope you enjoyed the internet podcast don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now, it won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out makegroundcubing.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.